Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. A wild card showdown in the Bay. The Dodgers have the second best record in baseball. Plus, will COVID be the biggest opponent to this NFL season? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. It was an AL wild card battle in the Bay Area. The Yankees getting the go-ahead hit in the ninth from Aaron Judge to beat the A's 7-6. to six. Both teams fighting for their playoff lives. Joining me now from Locked on A's, Jason Burke. And Jason, this, this A's team, if they want to make the playoffs, they are going in the wrong direction. Coming into this game 2-8 in their last 10. And after going down 6 nothing, they come with six unanswered. And then all of a sudden, the Yankees get this, this gut-wrenching run in the ninth. What is the deal with the A's lately? This game that we just saw, that is what the last week in Oakland has been like on Saturday. Same thing, uh, late walk-off hit by the Giants. Sunday, late walk-off home run by the Giants. On Monday, late walk-off hit, or not necessarily walk-off because they were the visiting team, but another late hit by the Mariners. And then uh, Tuesday, they, they just lost 5-1, to one, so that was nice. And then they uh, get Wednesday off and... They're back to playing baseball again against the Yankees in a big series, a season-defining series, and uh, they lose the same exact way. Lou Trevino has lost his last three appearances. He's earned the loss his last three appearances, and it's hard to be mad at Lou Trevino because without him, the A's are not where they are, but he's falling apart when they need him the most, and it's just not been fun. And the A's offense, today they were good, or you know Thursday night they were good, but overall just missing that big hit in big situations, and they kind of did it a little bit on Thursday, but it, it just has not been what they've been doing overall. And the problem for them is the wild card race in the American League is highly competitive, as it often is. And so you start to look at the schedule and you start to do the math and you're just sort of like, okay, is there enough time to make this all work here? I think there is enough time. The A's are going to be facing, you know, the the Royals are coming up and I know that they just beat up on the Houston Astros a little bit, but hey, maybe uh, the Tigers are another softer part of the schedule that the harder teams are going to be out of the A's schedule before too long here. And that's encouraging. But at the same time, they, they're going to have to beat teams like Houston and Seattle the last two weeks of the season in order to not lose like all of their games heading into the playoffs. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to have to start beating good teams at some point. And this felt like one of those ones that they should have had. Uh, they got, they're going to be facing Garrett Cole on Friday and Shamanaz has been struggling mightily. He's got almost a 10 ERA this month. So, uh, I don't know how confident I am about the ACE chances on Friday with one of the better pitchers in baseball going against Shamanaz when he's on it, it, it would be an absolute fantastic matchup, but he has been struggling this month. And if he figures it out, it might be a fun, fun time. But if not, then it, it could be a long, long weekend. Locked on today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, the Dodgers have the second best record in baseball. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Red Sox ace Chris Sale joined Hall of Famer Sandy Koufax as the only pitchers on record with three immaculate innings when he struck out the side against Minnesota 
on nine pitches Thursday night. Sale was making his third start for Boston since returning from Tommy John surgery that also sidelined him for the entire 2020 season. As for the game, well... Bobby Dalbach was not going to let Chris Sale be the only star of Thursday's game against the Twins, but the more the merrier, right? What's going on, everyone? It's Lauren from Lockdown Red Sox, and the Red Sox got a much-needed win over the Twins at Fenway Park. Now they've won the series. Boston now goes on the road on a high note, but man, in a night where Chris Sale absolutely shined, eight strikeouts over five and a third innings, and of course that immaculate inning in the third, it was Bobby Dahlbeck's time to shine. He had seven RBIs, two home runs, he really wants to stay in this lineup. I have a lot to break down from this game. Everything was really working for the Red Sox. Buffalo Bills receivers Isaiah McKenzie and Cole Beasley on Thursday disclosed they were fined for violating the NFL's COVID-19 protocols. McKenzie tweeted out a picture of the letter he was sent by the NFL detailing multiple documented violations of that protocol. He said in a subsequent tweet that he was fined $14,650 with the caption, they got me. NFL, you win. Beasley did not disclose how much he was fined, only saying on Twitter that he was disciplined for not wearing a mask for literally five steps from the entry door to the locker room after wearing it the whole day. Funny thing about those protocols is they would be a lot nicer to you if you just got the vaccine. Speaking of COVID, the NFL has proposed increasing its COVID-19 testing cadence for vaccinated players as cases surge around the country and multiple teams deal with case clusters that have sidelined prominent players and coaches this summer. The league wants to move testing for vaccinated players to once every seven days from once every 14 days. NFL General Counsel Larry Ferrazzani said Thursday in a media briefing, players who are not fully vaccinated would continue to be tested daily. The proposal requires approval from the NFL Players Association, which has been pushing for all players, vaccinated and unvaccinated, to be tested daily. The Pac-12 will not pursue expansion at this time, the conference said Thursday, ending speculation about whether the 12-team league might try to add any of the eight schools that still remain in the Big 12 after the eventual departures of Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC. The unanimous decision came just days after the Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC announced an alliance that ultimately aids to, quote, stabilize a volatile environment throughout college athletics by collaborating on weighty issues facing the industry and agreeing to create a future scheduling partnership. It was an agreement to someday have an agreement. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag. NFL Super Bowl odds are out. The Chiefs are plus 525 to hoist that Lombardi trophy. We've got the Bucks at 6 to 1, the Packers and the Bills at 11 to 1, the Browns at 14 to 1. For all your MLB, NFL, college football, soccer lines, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today with the promo code locked on to get a 100% welcome bonus. Yes, 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. Max Scherzer went seven and two-thirds, striking out 10 Padres hitters as the L.A. Dodgers get a huge win 4 nothing over San Diego in a major win in the wild card and division races. Joining me now from Locked On Dodgers, Jeff Snyder. And Jeff, every game between these two teams seems to carry significance over the course of the season. But as we get into late August, early September, the intensity only ratchets up. How important was a win like this for, for the Dodgers who really just want to be playing their best baseball as we head into September? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, this 
this game is kind of funny. You're right that it had a lot of importance for both teams, but the importance it had for each team was totally different because last time these teams played a series, they were battling each other. And now the Padres are battling for their playoff life. The Dodgers are battling for the division. So they're, they're each still battling for something, but not the same thing. And so it's kind of a, like you could definitely feel it in the crowd that, uh, you know, the, the San Diego crowd wasn't nearly as pumped up. I mean, this was basically a home game for the Dodgers tonight. And, uh, I mean, basically, Ken Rosenthal was right when he said that Max Scherzer was going to pitch a home game at Petco Park in August this year. Uh, just didn't quite realize it was going to be in Dodger blue. <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, the, the Dodgers have been really from the beginning talked about as this this juggernaut almost. I mean, this is this is an incredibly loaded team. Scherzer brings this new element in the postseason if there is going to be something that you can point to and say, okay, this is, this could be the thing that, that slips them up in the NL where, you know, the only other teams that, that seem really in their league might be in the West with the exception of the Brewers. What is that thing that, that could trip them up? You know, if it's, if there's something that's going to trip them up, it already has, and that's injuries, you know, and every team deals with injuries, but the Dodgers have been hit particularly hard. And, you know, and then the, the other thing is the Giants are just playing better than anybody expected. And that's, uh, you know, if the Giants were playing the way we expected, the Dodgers would have a 10-game lead in the division right now. And we'd be saying, wow, even with all these injuries, they're just dominating. They're on pace for 102 wins or 103 wins, whatever it is. You know, they're just having a great season. The only difference is the Giants have stepped up and played better. And so, and really, you just got to give credit to the Giants there. You know, we'll see if they can keep it up. The the Dodgers aren't going to let off the gas. They're going to be pushing for that division. And, you know, it, it's hard for a team – any team to go 162 games strong. Uh, and I, I think a team like the Giants with, you know, average age of, I think, 74 years old on their on their roster, you know, uh, it might be harder for them to go that long, but got to give them credit for what they've done so far, because that's really, that's the only difference is the Giants being so good. Well, and, and what's really remarkable is, is all of that is the case. And, and Mookie Betts, he goes 0 for 3 last night. He's he's hitting under 300. Cody Bellinger is is under 200. I mean, they're doing this with some of some of these guys who we've seen make real offensive contributions. Mookie Betts, one of the best players in baseball, full stop. Not not performing at that sort of peak of their powers. Yeah, Bellinger for sure. Mookie, you know, he started off slow, and when he finally figured out it was due to injury, he was just starting to get hot again. And I mean, his OPS is right around 900, which is uh, it's only bad by Mookie Betts standards, uh, but, but <laughs> right. you know, but yeah, he's not what we've been, what we've expected. And Cody Bellinger has not been at all what we expected offensively. He's still a gold glove center fielder. He's elite out there in the outfield, but yeah, he hasn't been hitting and he's been dealing with injuries. You know, almost everybody on the team has dealt with injuries and, and yeah, it really shows, you know, we talked coming into the season about the Dodgers depth and that's what we've seen. The fact that even though, Almost every key player has spent significant time out with injury. Corey Seager, Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, you know, all these guys, they still are on pace for 103 wins or whatever it is. Uh, that's because they put together this depth. I mean, they only have uh, four starting pitchers right now. They, they had three starting pitchers for a couple of weeks, you know, and, and yet their pitching has dominated. The, the starting pitching this weekend against the pod or this week against the Padres allowed zero earned runs. You know, the, the Padres only got 10 hits in 33 four innings uh yeah 34 innings in this series just dominant pitching and the offense that depth on the offense just coming through and doing what they need to do money might not be able to buy happiness but it can sure buy a hell of a baseball team coming up will covid be the biggest opponent in this nfl season yet again our cue of the day is next 
Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And today's episode happens to be brought to you by Built Bar, our friends with the Locked On Podcast Network for a long time now. And one of the reasons, the product, it is killer. It is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And they have so many awesome flavors right now. And the flavors are always rotating based on what is in stock. Grasshopper cookie is here today, gone tomorrow. Cookies and cream here today might be gone tomorrow because these things sell out in a hurry because they're delicious, despite the fact that they are high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, and low in sugar. Built Bar breaks the mold that says you can have something that tastes delicious that can also be good for you. So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. The Tennessee Titans have a COVID-19 outbreak. Again, no, this is not last year in the middle of the year. To our knowledge, there have been no secret practices yet, but you can't count it out with this team. Unfortunately, it started with head coach Mike Vrabel testing positive for COVID, and now we're up to a half dozen Titans in COVID protocols because of this issue. Joining me now from Locked on Titans, Tyler Rowland and and Ty. If I'm being honest, man, at some point we have to start looking at the powers that be in Tennessee, don't we? And just say, hey, what? at what point does this land at their feet? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a delicate balance because it's not like people, you know, are out there trying to get COVID or anything like that. And of course, it's a pandemic. So, you know, know, it's not an indictment to, to, to get it in any way whatsoever. But what we do have to acknowledge is a pattern, you know, and everyone around the NFL and every fan base and every analyst, every person who covers all the other teams are saying, what's going on in Tennessee? Why Why did they have one of the biggest outbreaks last year? Why are they a part of probably, you know, the biggest outbreak so far? Arizona had a lot of people uh, at a time too. So one, one of the bigger outbreaks so far in, in the preseason. So at some point you have to wonder why is it at the top of the list the Titans are always there? What, you know, and of course they're following protocols. They're not getting fined. They're, you know, it's the same as last year. But when the guys are outside of the building, what kind of, tone are we setting about the way you should conduct yourself out of the building and of course no you can't lock people in their homes and expect oh they're nfl players they make millions of dollars stay in their homes but i think there's a middle ground here between i'm expecting the titans to just stay in their rooms and never leave and their wives can't go and their kids can't go and they gotta to play football no it's it's not that but you have to ask when you're on the road, you're away from your family, what are you particularly doing? And I don't think it's any one person's problem. It's not one player's fault or one individual's decision. Right? Matt LaFleur, when Green Bay was a hotspot, Wisconsin was a hotspot, he's going, guys, if you want to watch the Packers play, if you want to watch your star players play, we have to get this under control. You you have a, a role to play in the community. I understand the Packers a little bit different team. Uh, it's a it's a mm-hmm. different city. It's not Nashville where there's going to be people coming in from all over the country and all over the world to party. Not the right. same opportunities for guys to go out and have some fun, as you said, millions of dollars. But isn't there some responsibility for the for the team to come out and say, "Hey, guys, like play your part here. You love the Titans. We know you love the Titans." It's all of our responsibilities to make sure that that we get football games and that these guys can provide you the entertainment that we know you love so much. And it's the same in Knoxville with with UT. 
like this has wide reaching tentacles here. Right. And, and and that's fair. And one thing that I do want to do is give credit to the Titans organization for that public message. John Robinson uh, today was talking about the fact that the team is one of the most vaccinated teams in the NFL at 97 to 98%. And they've talked about the vaccine being something that is good. Mike Vrabel even said to Dana's press conference as he has COVID-19 that he feels that he is not feeling the effects as much as he would have because of the vaccine. Mm. And the Titans have been very clear that they think that it is a good thing and a positive thing for the community. So I have to give them the credit there, but that kind of goes to what I, the public message is there. And, and anyone who understands how to handle media situations, PR, and, you know, just doing the right thing, they know the right things to say. And finally, the feud in golf is over, at least for now. United States Ryder Cup captain Steve Stricker said he's spoken individually to Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka about putting their running feud to rest for the good of American golf, and each has agreed it won't be an issue at Whistling Straits. In an interview with Sports Illustrated, Stricker said he'd spoken with each of them on the phone and gotten some assurance that their mutual disdain won't be a distraction for an American squad that's won just two Ryder Cups in the last 20 years. Both golfers, according to their 54-year-old captain, agreed to stop publicly sniping at one another, or at least agreed to press pause. Yeah, I'm sure that'll work. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up Monday, what will the final week of preseason bring us? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.